For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Chuck, good morning. Happy National Crossword Puzzle Day. Hey, great. You do crossword yes. puzzles? Well, you know, not so much anymore. I used to. There was a time when I did. But, um, yeah, it's a pretty good way to get your mind going in the morning, mm-hmm. I guess. I know people that do that. You guys ready for, like, sub-zero uh, weather? Ty, you got your faucets covered up and your pipes insulated and all that stuff. You ready to go tonight? Man, I was actually telling Tommy, we have a uh, we have a thing in our house where we do that every time just because we don't like busted pipes, and we have a, a shower that actually we can't ever stop it. It just leaks the entire time, so it's actually good that way. Now you, <laughs> so you don't even have to turn the no. faucet on. It like runs all the time anyway. We're yeah. good. Now, you were telling me, Tommy, tomorrow here in Fayetteville, 20 to 30 degree wind chill. Minus 20 no, to 30 degrees. Minus 20 to 34 degrees wind chill. Wind chill oh. Because you're going to have temperatures at zero to minus five and then add to that wind uh, wind speeds with gust up to 36. So, God, um, I hate that. Mm, I don't even want to stay near that. the window, much less no. outside. That's exactly. You go to the center of the house. I, I, I mean, it's like a tornado. You go to the center of the house. Exactly. <laughs> I went to uh, Lowe's yesterday and bought some faucet covers. And uh, you know, you can see people were in there. Got to run on them right now. Yeah, I mean, you got to run on them. Everybody was getting their uh, their in, their insulated stuff for pipes and all that. So I got to figure out some. Uh, uh, our studio building's on not on, it's on a crawl space. I got to make sure I go outside today, make sure all those covers are closed. Wow. Well, this is a perfect time of year to be a gentleman. If uh, a friend, a young lady is cold, offer your jacket, bundle up, hug her, just do all that stuff. It's okay. a perfect time of year. Just don't let your pipes freeze. Yeah. <laughs> just don't let the pipes freeze. And I had that happen um, two years ago. Where there was a little, at the bottom of the siding, a piece of the trim had gotten taken off, and that air got up underneath and inside the wall, <laughs> busted a pipe. Man, it was a mess. And, it, it, and here's the here's the problem. That, How much that, that run you? Well, about twenty about twenty thousand dollars. Because here's what happens. Please. Well, but listen, the fixing the pipe was about two hundred and fifty three hundred bucks. Then then the carpet. Well, now we can't just have carpet for that one room. No, no, no. <laughs> now now we have to spend the money to have carpet for the whole house. Well, I want hardwood floor over here, and I want you know. So it, yeah, I ended up about about a twenty grand deal over about a 
$200 pipe repair. So, in other words, today, don't just make sure your pipes are covered. Check that homeowner's policy. Make mm-hmm. sure everything's paid up. Make yeah. sure you're ready to go. Well, sir, the leak was in the basement. Why are we putting carpet in the uh, right. b- in the master bedroom upstairs? Well, yeah. Yeah, you never know. Mold, mildew, stuff like that. <laughs> 20 grand. I hear these numbers that get tossed out by you two and then my friends that are married. It's like, yeah, I spent four or five grand on Christmas presents this year, and I'm just like, I fall out of my chair. That's all. Do you make more money when you get married? Nope. I don't understand it. You're more motivated. Golly. I don't... You got to make more money. I just hear these facts and figures. I'm like, goodness gracious. As I've told you many times, marry for money so you can do radio for love. I've heard that once or twice. Well, speaking of facts and figures, Chuck, you were talking with Richard Davenport on the latest edition to Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast, and you kind of brought up a point that I've thought about as well. Anytime I see a kid flip, my mind immediately goes to NIL. That might not always be the case, but it sure seems like in today's day and age, that's where a lot of things are headed. I think that's fair. I, I admit, I, I think that. You know, anytime I see a kid enter the portal, I the first thing in my mind is who's buying him. Now, that doesn't mean that happens every time. I'm not saying that. Now, I'm not talking about the backups that want to go somewhere and play. I'm talking about the good players. Um, anytime a good player enters the portal, I do wonder what's going on. And I kind of think that that's what a lot of people wonder right now. I, I just, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, let's just be honest. This thing's down and dirty. I don't know what's going to happen today. I don't think, and I hesitate to say this because you get proven wrong a lot, I don't think there are going to be an abundance of surprises for Arkansas today. They plan to sign uh, 20. Uh, they got 20 commits. They're probably going to sign 19 today. Um, looks like uh, uh, looks like one's going to hold off until February. So, you know, but I don't know. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like you, Ty, and I think a lot of people are this way. You wonder what's going on out there. Yeah, I was talking earlier in the hour that, you know, things don't live up to expectation, whatever that is today. You you have one or two defected. You don't flip some four stars, replace the ones you've left, and the the ranking slides further down than fans expect. I just think it puts more pressure on the bowl game next week to beat Kansas just to have something good. I, I, well, I know maybe. those two aren't connected, but if you want to appease the masses, I think winning next week goes a long ways because that's the tangible, visible thing right in front of you. Well, I mean, right now, you know, yeah. I mean, it sure would be nice to win a game, that's for sure. But now, look, I, I don't I don't think things are disastrous on the recruiting trail. I mean, I think they're going to sign a bunch of good players today. They're going to be ranked somewhere, I suspect, when it all shakes out. I don't know if they're going to do it now or update it in February, but... You know, they're going to be ranked somewhere around 18th, 23rd, 24th, somewhere in there. Um, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of teams in the SEC that are in that top 25, too. But I think this is still a good class. And, again, we're just going to have to wait and see how it all settles out with a portal. And uh, when uh, when the numbers are all added up when we get to February, you know, we'll, we'll see where we stand. But um, I, 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 I don't think that this, this gloom and doom – mood that some people are in i i don't i I frankly don't think that's justified i i agree with your analysis that it's going to be somewhere in the 20s which is how how's that different than what's been going on i mean how many times has arkansas it's not like arkansas feasted on top 10 classes and now it's you know it's falling out of the norm i mean any guess the highest they've ever been uh, what was it uh 15th nationally 16th 15th or 16th something like that yes 
you know, guys, there are a lot more variables. When you say it's kind of the way it's always been, nothing, no. respectfully, nothing's the way it's always been. And it's, um, um, it's a different game now. And as I've said before, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And, um, you know, we've, uh, we've never had as big a budget as some of the other places. And, and um, so, I mean, um, again, I, I'm sort of like Ty. I mean, I wonder what's going on out there. I think Arkansas has got a good class. I think they've got good players. And, I, you know, I, th- I think they'll, um, you know, I think a lot of these guys will end up being really good Razorbacks. But I just think the way we look at it now is a little bit different. I mean, you know, I was talking to Richard yesterday, and I, mean, I was thinking about the good old days. When basically, you know, this was about high school players, and those good old days were like three or four years ago, and uh, all of a sudden, it's uh, it's a whole different deal now. The good old days when they faxed in their letter of intent. Yeah, the good old days when you know guys like Richard and Otis and all those Dudley, all those guys. I mean, they'd spend their evenings calling high school kids on the phone, trying to get them to tell them where they're going to college. Man. Um, and and you know, you ask them questions like. Did you like the visit? Did you like the campus? What would you think of the facilities? What would you think of Fayetteville? Well, you know, that stuff's not as important as it used to be. Yeah. The good old days when you could get Otis Kirk's recruiting newsletter. And if you'll subscribe, right. Chuck, if you'll subscribe now, we'll get you all the back issues. That's right. You uh, catch for the last, up. <laughs> for the last I mean, two years. But, 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 you know, it, it was just a different deal then. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, you know, you think about it now if you're a recruiting reporter. How do you ask the question, how much they offer you? Because that's the question. You just I mean, you can sit here and talk to these four- and five-star guys. You can talk to them about everything under the sun. Visits, they, you know, have a good time, what would you eat, what would you think of the football building, what about that academic center? The question that is the only question that matters a lot of times is what they offer you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just kind of where we are now, and I hate it. Isn't as I was taught is when I was going through the job searching, that's the last question you ask in terms of when you're talking to a potential employer. My father told me, don't ask that at the beginning. Ask that at the very end because that's not that it's not a concern, but it, it's the elephant it in the room. comes across as, I, I don't know what the word, uh, not obtuse. Well, you, but, you, didn't, you didn't get your money up front for that. And, uh, you know, you look at some of this stuff right now and, you know, it's, it's uh, what do I get up front? Yeah. So let me, hey, that's, that's the deal. Let me ask this. You brought, I think you brought up this yesterday. Coaches used to earn the big contracts. Now they just get them up front. Aren't they just taking that same model and using it for players? Well, that that's a, really not what's happening with all the coaches. I mean, you look at uh, um, a lot of it is, you know, when you look at these extensions, I think it's where a lot of that comes into play. And, look, there's guys that come to college as players who got one NIL deal at the start. and Boy, if they're really good, better than expected, they're going to get a better NIL deal. I mean, that's just how it works. Uh, See, I I look at coaches get big money when they're proven coaches. When they have a conference title, a national title, a playoff appearance, they get bigger money once they've won nine or ten ball games at a school. Sam Pippen makes more now based on the nine-win season than he did when he first started because he was an unproven commodity. So I, I think that model is with coaches, yeah, the, the money's obscene. It's large, but it gets larger as you prove yourself more. Well, in some cases, yes. I mean, I'll go back to our situation. Well, maybe. I'll, I'll go back to our situation, though. We got in trouble when we extended a coach after a six-and-six six season. Uh, that's where you get in trouble. And that's that's what I'm talking about. That's too much money up front. 
Um, you know, to me, uh, if you win nine or ten games, eight, nine, ten games, that's a different deal. But there are coaches out there that are being now not so much right now because teams got in trouble doing it. But you know, we got in trouble doing that, and other places have gotten in trouble doing that too. Let me ask you this, and I'm just plucking two examples out of the hat. Do you guys have an issue with, let's say, I'm just two players, Chris Poopal, freshman All-American, and then Quincy McAdoo, All-SEC freshman, that came in, were thought to be, ah, they'll probably play later on, and they actually had an impact in their freshman year. I think Poopal might be a redshirt freshman. Do you have an issue with them now seeking out more NIL deals at Arkansas since they've shown they have done something and accomplished something. They've got bright future ahead. Do you have an issue that that – you're talking about the good old days. I want to hear this from a 47 and a 59-year-old. Is that an issue to you guys if they do no, that? No, it's not an issue with me. No. Is that I mean, an issue I mean, with you? No, I mean, because it's, it's more of a known commodity. Okay. You, know, you know what you're getting. But you have an issue with guys coming in just out of high school, four-star, five-star, that they haven't done anything at the collegiate level that are – not demanding, but basically requesting all I these mean, things. I, that I, I some believe. of them are demanding. Yeah, some of them are demanding. Okay. Yeah, I have a I have a problem with that. I do. Aren't the rules? And I know no one's following or enforcing the rules. So I mean, I kind of smirk when I say rules, but the rules of the NIL are you can't have any offers or or money exchange hands or promises made until until an NIL is signed until or till yeah. a national letter of intent is well, signed. You bring up an important point that asked Tom. No yesterday. one's enforcing that rule. And that gets the point. Why should Arkansas abide by these rules when no one else seemingly is? I don't. I, I, I mean, real question. I, we're assuming they are. Chuck, you don't have to answer that. But why? Why should Arkansas have to abide by these rules? Why should Sam? Why should anyone on that staff try and follow and color within the? I'm lines? not sure what rules you're talking about. What he just brought up. Any of them? Any that are what there's the NCAA that, is with this saying. NIL? I mean, yeah. Why well, should, uh, who's, are, who's? But 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 there's nobody to enforce the rule. That's that's that's, that's, that, that's, that's like saying the speed limit's 50 miles an hour, but there's not going to be a cop out there shooting radar. So you know whatever. Um, I see. I I don't I don't have confidence that this is that uh, this can be enforced. I don't have confidence that any rule you come up with can be enforced. I just don't. I, I, I don't. I, I think the, these horses have left the barn, and I don't think they're coming back. And I think the idea that you can get them back in there, that you can, uh, you can change this. I don't see it now. I know that there's there's congressional legislation that's being considered right now, and um, what that will do, I don't know. Uh, I know Tommy Tuberville and Senator Manchin out of West Virginia are working on uh, a bill right now. And they've been encouraged by Greg Sankey and some of the other Power Five commissioners. They've been to Washington about this. And the problem with this, and, and you know, I don't like it when Congress gets involved in sports. I don't like it when the courts get involved in sports because I don't think they know what they're talking about, just very frankly. I think it's a different world, and I don't think they're familiar with it. But I also know in this situation that um, – that may be the only thing that, that, that brings any kind of check or balance into this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll have to see how this proceeds. But I, I, don't, um, I don't have any confidence in anybody out there to enforce it, just, just to be blunt about it. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. That's, uh, well, maybe so. <laughs> well, well, but, but, well uh, but, but here's the deal, though. I mean, the system's already so screwed up anyway. Oh. I mean, 
It's so screwed up, we're crying out for the government to and fix that's it. That's how bad it is. That's my I point. I mean, just think about that. I said just that with a lot of sarcasm uh, laced well, right yeah. on top of it. But, yeah. uh, you know, change is inevitable. But one of the things we've seen right here in our own backyard change, Chuck, is the name at Baxter. It's now Baxter Health. So, that's uh, exactly right. That's one of the good Baxter, changes we've had. That's right. It used to be Baxter Regional Medical Center. You people in north central Arkansas know exactly where I'm talking about. It's known as Baxter Health now. And when it comes to health and healing, compassionate care beyond measure is their mission. Now, they're going to make it feel like home as best they can while you're there. And I know sometimes it doesn't always feel quite as good as home. But what you are going to find is that when, as they say, when it feels like home, it heals like home. And that's one of the missions of Baxter Health, too. Now, look, they specialize in a lot of things. Neurosurgery, cardiothoracic surgery, urology, women's health, orthopedics, infectious disease, pain management. I'll tell you what else they've got, and this is important this time of year. They've got family medicine and physical therapy clinics that are now accepting new patients. They're in 11 counties in Arkansas and Missouri. And if you'd like more information, you can visit BaxterHealth.org today. Baxter Health, compassionate care beyond measure. Let's talk to Jimmy and Conway. Jimmy, good morning, man. Hey, this whole NIL, hey, hey this whole NIL slush fund, it just got me so down. I, I'm, I'm not liking the direction that college football is going. It's just like Chuck said, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer, but, uh, uh, at Arkansas, it seems like a, a mediocre or bad season is a lot worse for us than it is for, say, Auburn, who had a bad year. But I guarantee they're going to be in the top 15 nationally recruiting today. It's not going to hurt them, and A&M's the same way. But if we, we had that kind of year, it's going to take us two or three years to recover. It's just sad to me. I just, I, I don't know, man. I don't know where we're going, and it's not a good thing. But hey, I, I want your opinion on something. When the Hogs lost to Liberty, I think that got Hugh Freeze the Auburn job. And what do you guys think? I think he was already in the running. I certainly don't think that hurt. Um, you know, I don't think he was their first choice that day, and I don't think he was their first choice the day they hired him. But, um, yeah, I think it certainly didn't hurt. But, you know, to say that that got him the job, I mean, you know, did that loss at the end of the year, I, I, I mean, they got beat there at the end. And, you know, they didn't exactly set the world on fire right there at the end. And so a lot of people wondered if that was going to cost him the job. But I think he was pretty much on their radar already. But I, I don't – I think Lane Kiffin was their first choice. And, you know, that just didn't work out. Yeah, I agree with the Lane Kiffin point of view. And, Tommy, I – I mean, you made the point in the summer. I think that one of the main reasons Lane didn't take that job is because he wants that Alabama job at some point. Well, I, I think, think I think that you, you've been on that point, and I thought about it, I thought about it, and I think that's a good point. To your question, Jimmy, about just where Arkansas is after a mediocre season like they had, 6-6, six and six, I think there's some merit to that. Arkansas does not have the same recruiting base that Auburn does. They just took one of your former commits, Steven Johnson, out of Georgia. They're not close to Atlanta. Yes, you're four and a half, five hours from Dallas, but you don't have the same close proximity to hubs that you can recruit to, and you don't have the same, I think, national brand as Auburn or LSU or some of these other teams you go up against, which is tougher. So, yeah, I, I don't have any issue with what he just said at all. I agree with a lot of that. But I do think the transfer portal 
does give you an opportunity to 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 get better a little more quickly than maybe you could in as we've called them the good old days when you're depending upon the development of high school players um to come in and and you know resurrect your program that's not as quick a process as it is now with the transfer portal so look i i don't uh um yes schools like auburn and alabama you just look at the natural recruiting base uh, the guys in their backyard. And all these kids grow up with favorite teams, too, places they want to go, just like kids in our state do. They they grow up loving Auburn and Alabama and their schools the same way our kids grow up loving the Razorbacks. So, you know, a lot of times you are up against things th- uh, things like that. Maybe that's not as big a factor as it was, but, you know, that's 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 where the race starts. And um, so, you know, you're, you're, you just don't have as many high school kids out there. That's just the reality. But I do think the transfer portal does give you an opportunity to make some changes in a hurry. That's complicated by NIL now. Um, that you know the the portal's not as innocent as it was even a year or two. I, you know, I, I mean, the idea and and you know, I know people would love to see a situation where you know players have to sit out. Well, after the first one, now you do, but you still got that one-time transfer rule, and I think that's a good rule. I think the one-time transfer rule is a good rule. And maybe, maybe that you're only able to do it one time now will have something to do with it. I saw where JT Daniels is going to play for Rice. Right. This coming year, it's his fourth college. It's his fourth <laughs> college. Are you kidding me? Um, you know, we got to stop that. Yeah. You That's know, not good for the kid. Good for the sport. The kids think they're doing what's best for them, but they're not. You're going to tell me that a kid that goes four different places between the time he's 18 and 22, 23, you're going to tell me that's a candidate for a job somewhere down the road? (laughs) But every time something goes bad, well, I'm just going to go somewhere else. Uh, These kids think they're making good decisions for themselves. And adults, I'm sure, most of them are well-meaning and they believe they're offering good advice, but they're not. They're sending these kids terrible messages that are going to affect them for the rest of their lives. Biggest mistake we make as parents is trying to make it easier on our kids than what we think we had it. Well, maybe so, but, uh, you well, know, th- you. This, is, this is a football issue. This is a football issue. It's a societal and, issue. Uh, well, maybe so, but, but in, in, in these cases, I, I don't want to put that big blanket on there. I'm saying that in terms of college football, we're sending these kids the wrong message. Basketball is back, and Bet Online is your number one source. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, so if you missed last segment, I want to give you an update on who Arkansas has officially signed as of this morning. The three S's, you got Sua, Singleton, and Spence. Malachi Singleton, quarterback out of North Cobb. Joey Sua out of Benville High School. And then most recently, Brad Spence out of Houston, 
Texas. I think he went to Klein High School, if I remember right. That's who they put on their social media at this point, guys, on who is officially signed. I think they've signed some others, too. From what I read, um, cornerback Dallas Young from Alabama signed. Uh, Carson Deans, a linebacker from Texas, who has signed. Um, let's see what else we got. Got a line. Yeah, you mentioned Spence, uh, linebacker from Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, Alex Sanford has apparently signed. And um, let's see, who am I missing? TJ Metcalf, uh, top safety from Alabama, from what I read, has signed. So um, I guess that's what we got so far. We'll keep them, keep you updated this morning throughout the show. Again, it's the start of early national signing period here through Friday. Chuck, I can't remember the last time I asked you baseball something, but we got the latest collegiate baseball preseason poll. Arkansas is number seven. I think there's six SEC teams that are preseason ranked in this thing. It's the uh, same old story, man. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, most years you can look at the preseason rankings and it's going to be filled with SEC teams. And, you know, Arkansas has been right at the cream of the crop for quite some time now. So I'm not surprised by that. Obviously, you got to play the season out, and there's a lot of good teams. I mean, SEC baseball is getting better, um, and NIL's got something to do with that too. So um, Arkansas is going to be in the hunt. I mean, that's the thing that I think we know uh, going into every baseball season, that we're going to be in the hunt for the SEC championship. Some former Razorbacks have found new homes. Trey Knox is going to Columbia, South Carolina, play for the Gamecocks. Kari Johnson is going to Boston College. And then also Keetron Jackson is committed to Baylor. My dad was happy about that yesterday. Those are some former Razorbacks that have just announced their recent homes. Last thing here in your hog update, Arkansas women's basketball loses their first game of the season. They fall to Oregon out there in San Diego. Guys, poor Phil having to be in San Diego this week in that warm weather. Just poor Phil. When does he have to come back? I would stay there for a minute. Probably late. They Was they play today? Play today? Uh, I, I don't know if they're coming back right after the game or not. Probably <laughs> tonight or tomorrow. Play. They see the forecast. It's going to be a different deal when they land, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you better dress appropriately when you board the plane. That's all I can say. Yeah, I don't know if they packed those clothes, but uh, Phil's had himself a, a week, man. He's been in the Rose Bowl. He's been – he went to the Chargers and – the Titans and Herbert played good down the stretch of that game. Mm-hmm. He's had himself a nice little week. That's going to do it for your Hog Update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Let's talk to Charlie is in Camden this morning. Charlie, you've got some recruiting takes. Uh, well, I got some. I don't know if it's takes, but I'll try to kind of – to. Uh, give my two cents on it. I do want to say this, though, guys. I do want to say Merry Christmas to all y'all. Uh, Thank you. I, Merry I Christmas to you. You guys probably will not be on tomorrow, I'm guessing, right? We'll be here tomorrow. We're not going to be here Friday. Okay. Well, yeah, I think old Phil better stay over there because he don't want to come back over here to this mess. I'm telling you what, it is getting – even down here, it's getting, it's getting really cold. Um, guys, as far as the NIL stuff goes, I think you guys all make, you know, you all have been making good points about that. I, Arkansas has the resources, Chuck. I think you've said that, and I, 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 maybe not as much as, I don't know, some teams. But I was I was thinking about, you know, how many players from A&M entered the portal? Wasn't it like 30-something? It's a lot. Uh, at one point, they were leading, I mean, like, leading the pack, Charlie, and then the yeah, SEC. Yeah, definitely – they're definitely leading the pack. So, and even teams that you know that have had 
you know, success. Now, Georgia, I didn't see many, you know, necessarily hit it from there, but I think, you know, you're going to have that everywhere. And the thing is, is you just got to, we just got to get used to it. Guys, as far, if I was a DB, I'm definitely coming here. But I do want to ask this, and as far as receivers go, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but let's be real. Arkansas is probably at, you know, a, a run first team. And do you think that may be part of the reason why, I know it's not, it wasn't said that Knox might have, you know, decided to move on because he wants more balls. I mean, I know that, you know, I'm not trying to mean that ugly. I'm just saying that with the way that we run the football, and that's our primary strength, and we want to be that way every year. Uh, now, granted, I think we got a great tight, tight end hire. I really do. Uh, a guy that can develop tight ends. But remember, he's used to putting two or three tight ends on the field, and that's just really not what we do. So um, as far as Knox goes, that's kind of my theory on that. And I, I do worry about, you know, we've been able to get some receivers out of the portal. I just uh, it, It's going to be tough to keep them when we get them out of high school because, if they're not playing early, they're just going to move on. But, guys, I really appreciate it. And, uh, like I said, I hope you all have a great Christmas and a great holiday to, to all you guys and your family. Appreciate Thank you, Charlie. It. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie, appreciate the call. I think that's something that we've talked about. But you can still be an alpha wide receiver in a, in a running-oriented offense. You saw it two years ago with Traylon Burks. I mean, I know he's an Arkansas kid, and he, you wish he would have had a better freshman year and a better coaching staff to get him going. But – first-round draft pick, and they were run-oriented last year. They did throw the football, but uh, that gives you op- options in one-on-one coverage. That gives you chances when they bring safeties down to the box that you got a one-on-one, and you can take advantage of that. That's appeasing, or that's attractable to some guys, and other guys want their quarterback to throw it 40, 50, 60 times a game. So you're always going to go up against that. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, I think that, you know, you coach to what your talent is sometimes, and, you know, K.J.'s talent is, is doing what K.J. does. And, um, you know, they're, these receivers want to catch passes. I mean, they just want to catch passes. I mean, you know, take, take, take Knox. I mean, you know, Knox wants to go somewhere that, you know, where they throw more. I mean, he just does, and Keytron does too. And so that's um, – I'm sure that had something to do with – something to do with their decisions. Um I don't know that it's going to have anything to do with the bowl game, frankly, but um, and I know a lot of people are focused on that too. But over the long haul, you know, I'm going to be anxious to see how Arkansas recruits a quarterback beyond KJ. Um, you know, is is um, uh, you know is there a guy out there that is you know and maybe it's one of the ones you know maybe it's Singleton, maybe it's somebody else, uh, someone who gives you a running threat can throw the ball too. I mean, that's that's obviously what you want, but. Um, you know, again, this is, and I'll go back to you know Mike Woods' decision to go to Oklahoma. Um, he did it for that reason. He wanted to go somewhere where he catch more balls. Um, you know, I'm not sure it really worked out the way he wanted it to. Yeah. Well, it's hard to find a place that runs at 40, throws at 40, and keeps the running backs. Our the balance way. is pretty good now. Yeah. yeah I but, mean, people say we're a running team, but 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 our balance is about as good as it gets. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. 
Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. For a long time, SEC basketball was an issue. I know that's something that Mike Sly, before his passing, was wanting to change. I know Greg Sankey is happy with where this conference is right now. And SEC baseball is really tough. We know SEC women's basketball is really tough. We know there's been multiple national champions the last decade or so hailing for this conference. But guys, do you think football has been surpassed by basketball this year with multiple teams that you feel like can make a Final Four? I don't know if it's been passed. I think that the SEC in basketball is really good right now. I think the upper third of the league's really good. The thing that you don't have in basketball is the one dominant team like you do in football in Georgia. You don't have, you know, Kentucky right now, for example, is not at the top of the mountain. And, you know, we've been to the top of the mountain before, and, and we're getting closer. Uh, but, you know, you don't look at any team in the SEC right now in basketball and say that's the dominant team the way Georgia is in football. Now, they're different sports. In basketball, you play a lot more games. you got a lot more opportunities to get beat. And, um, you know, so, you know, it's it's hard to compare apples and oranges. But I do think that when you look at, um, I think Tennessee, Alabama, and Arkansas in basketball are good enough to make really deep runs in the NCAA tournament. Now, whether that means the national championship, I don't know. But I think any of them are good enough to get to the Final Four. I don't know that we can declaratively say who the best team in this league is, and I don't know that we can say declaratively who's the best team in college basketball. It seems to change week to week based on one of these really good teams getting beat. I think it could be a really fun March this year because there isn't one dominant team or two dominant teams that, hey, these are the teams to beat, those one or two nationally. And I think the league is a reflection of that. Well, if the tournament started today, that'd be true. Um, You know, we're going to have to let conference play out. We may have a dominant team uh, by the time we get there. We may have two or three that we look at and say those are the teams to beat. And I suspect we, you know, we'll have a much better idea. But... You know, you look at, and I know Mississippi State got beat last night. I think uh, Drake beat somebody. I was thinking it might have been Mississippi State. Thank you. Um, yeah, and, you know, Drake was picked first in the Valley, and Bradley was picked second. I saw where Oklahoma beat Florida last night. Um, so, in fact, every team in the SEC that played lost except Alabama last night, but none of them were, you know, Kentucky, Alabama won their game. Kentucky and Tennessee, I don't think, played last night, but – I think there are three or four teams in basketball that can make a deep run. I think the SEC in basketball right now is as strong as it is in football. Um, You know, the SEC ought to be good. I mean, they got the biggest bank account, or at least one of them. So, I mean, they ought to be good. And uh, they hired Dan Leibowitz a few years ago to kind of manage basketball, be the, you know, de facto commissioner of basketball in the SEC. And they've done a good job, hired good coaches, made a financial commitment at every school. And, um, you know, so I think basketball as a sport right now is right up there with football nationally. Latest net rankings from the 19th of December. It's in a couple days old, but Tennessee's at four, Alabama at seven, Mississippi State. I think they've been a surprise team, and they're 11 and 0 right now. Or yeah, they got beat before, last night. Beat last so. night. You just mentioned yeah. them. Beat lost to Drake. They were 11 and 0 as as of these rankings. They were 14th at that time. Arkansas at 17. Uh, so we'll see if they go up. I bet so, you. I bet you they do. Kentucky's at thirty. 
Florida at 55. They played uh, OU last night. So All Auburn, that, that stuff will, um, yeah, you know, just that really stuff look. will all correct itself as we move forward. But it is nice, as you mentioned, that you've got some high SEC teams. You've got five in the top 35 at this point, which is a good thing to have in this league. Chuck, quick story on Drake. You remember when I saw UNZ in Indianapolis and you pointed out that one bar, Wild Beaver Saloon. You said, Ty, go check that place out. <laughs> well, Ty, it's a little too much information, but yes, I do recall. Well, you didn't, you we... didn't go inside. You're All a respectable right. voice of the Racebacks, but you said, oh, you're a, you're, you go check it out. So I did. Maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe I remember. Yeah, and so he pointed out the Drake coach, who they had just lost, kept paying for drinks the entire night in in that bar. I don't know if he's still the head coach there, but he did that the entire night. <laughs> you think night. he expensed it? He, oh, yeah, he put, on he ex- put on the school smart tab. Guy, smart yeah. guy, put on the school tab. That was a wonderful <laughs> place, Wild Beaver Saloon. Incredible place. I'll bet it, Drake, you have to answer for things like that. I'll, it doesn't slide quite the I way don't know that you can put the whole bar on your company card when you work for Drake. It's in Indiana, right? Is that where they're located? I'm not. I, I was thinking Iowa, but I could be wrong. I think, okay. I think Chuck's right. I think Chuck actually might be right on that. Somewhere up there. Cedar Rapids, maybe? I don't know. Um, I think you're guessing at this point. All right, basketball or football, which is better right now in the SEC nationally? That's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by V's Barbershop with two locations in Rogers and Bentonville. Visit V's Barbershop online at vbarbershop.com or in person and see why V's is a cut above the rest. Kind of continue this for a minute. You look at football right now. You've got uh, Georgia, Alabama 5, Tennessee 6. Now, you know, Georgia's going to have a chance to win the national championship. The way the playoffs set up, Alabama and Tennessee don't. But if you had an expanded playoff, you'd probably say they're in the hunt. You know, it might not be the favorite, but they're in the hunt. Now, you drop down from that, LSU's 16th, South Carolina's 20th, Mississippi State's 24th. None of those teams I don't think we view as being among, you know, the top 10 or so teams in college football. But you look on the basketball side. Um, and I know Mississippi State lost last night, but they were ranked 15th. Tennessee's 8th, Alabama's 9, Arkansas 10, Mississippi State 15, Kentucky 19, Auburn 23. My point is, in football, your bottom two, South Carolina and Mississippi State, you'd say have no chance, even if there was an expanded playoff to win the national title. But Kentucky and Auburn at 19 and 23, that's, that's, that's not out of the realm of possibility. May not happen. Odds are it won't. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. So I do think you've got a larger group in basketball that you could say has a chance to get to the end of the road. Whereas in football, you really, the way the system's set up, you've only got one. So what would be the equivalent? Four teams in the Sweet 16, five teams. I mean, what what would what would be what would you have to do to get to the second weekend to say you know basketball had a better season than the football? The basketball side had a better season than the football side. Well, again, that's apples and oranges because you know when you get to the end of the football season, unless you're playing in the college football playoff, everybody's wondering why you're going anyway, and you got guys opting out. And you don't have players leaving the team in the middle of March Madness, you know, because they're going to go pro. Uh, you don't have guys entering the transfer portal in the middle of the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, you not got yet. that stuff going on. Well, maybe, right, right, not not yet. <laughs> but uh, um, 
My point is, is I mean, you know, it is apples and oranges. I don't know yeah, what that but, number but would be. They're both fruit still, you know. So. Yeah, well, I hear what you're saying, but I don't, I don't, I don't know that you can compare that no. because because it, at the end of the year in basketball, everybody's still playing. Okay. So at the end of the year in football, you know, a lot of the teams, frankly, have quit. I think you'd have to say two teams in the Final Four. If you're trying to measure it straight up, you'd have to say, and we got to remember. Well, I think you'd need four. Oh, I don't agree with that. Oh. I don't agree with that. I mean, there's not two football teams in the Final Four. But he's asking the question, My question of is what does basketball have to do to like be, yeah. definitively above football? Two teams in the Final Four. Well, I don't think it's ever going to be definitively above football. For one year? For I, one I mean, year. I'm just, no, I'm just no. I, I, well, maybe you, you, know, you might get two teams in the Final Four, and you can say this year SEC basketball – you know, had a had a had a better national standing. I will say this: I think the SEC in football is many cuts above mid majors in football, and I don't think any basketball conference is that kind of cut above mid majors in basketball. There are just many more opportunities to get beat, yeah. much more parity in basketball than there is in football. Uh, and, and here's the reality: we, we can sit there and compare football and basketball, and financially they, they matter most. But as far as national dominance in the men's sports, they pale in comparison to what baseball has done the last twenty years. Four teams from the West yeah. in the College World Series. Yeah, last but year. that's different, guys. You're not competing against the whole country in baseball the way you are in men's basketball and football. I'm not taking anything away from what they're doing, but you're not competing against the Big Ten in baseball. You're not competing against the Big East in baseball. You're not competing against a lot of these schools that are factors in football and basketball. In baseball, you're basically competing against schools in warm climates. Not always. There's an exception here and there, but generally speaking, you're competing against schools in warm climates. So, again, I'm not taking anything away from what they do, but that, that, that is apples and oranges. Because in football and basketball, you're competing, particularly in basketball, you're competing against every state in the union. Arkansas still gets cold in February. Does that make what Dave and Norm have done impressive, even though it's in the South? I mean, a, a lot of there's well, a lot of everybody deals with to. cool weather. Unless you're in, you know, the deep South, everybody's going to deal with cold weather in yeah. February. Well, I think I think the note out of all this was. Basketball's had a marked improvement. Yeah, we can certainly and, say that. And the fact Absolutely. That we can even, the fact that we can even have a 10, 15-minute conversation and have some back and forth on it is a marked improvement over well, where we were no question. 10 years ago. The other storyline is is your team has been the leader for that. Your team has well, one of them. been one of them. the team in this league that's carried the weight in postseason. Back-to-back elite eights. No one's made it past the Sweet 16 outside of you the last year. Well, the, 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 the resurgence in basketball didn't just start two years ago. No, I, it didn't. I mean, uh, um, you know, and there were some years there where the SEC as a whole was getting better and we weren't. That's why we changed coaches. And um, But, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know that Arkansas is the leader, but they're certainly one of them. Well, I, in the last two years... You've gone the farthest in postseason. Well, you have a chance to do that for a third consecutive year. I hear you, but you got to look at the body of work. We have certainly been one of the leaders. No was question. It, was it three years ago Auburn was in the Final Four? Yeah. They lost to Virginia in 20, I think, 19. That's who well, they lost to. We're debating the minutiae right now. We're, 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 we're certainly part of the surge, that's for sure. Well, here's something on this Arkansas basketball team. John Fanta had this to say about their defense, college basketball and Fox. He was really, really positive on where they are right now. Arkansas defensively is as tough 
as they come. And that includes Tennessee. I mean, I want to watch Arkansas and Tennessee play because I think it's just a war. And what impresses me the most is that we have seen countless freshman classes come in with huge numbers next to their name, tons of stars, tons of hype, tons of buzz. We've seen it. Muss is making the highly touted class a commonality down at Arkansas. And the kids that are coming in, they know what to expect and they know what's expected of them. Let's play some defense. Yes, your offensive game matters. You got to score points to win, but you got to play defense in order to play. Only bummer about Tennessee, you don't play them until the third of the last game of the season and you don't get a home at home. It's just going to Knoxville, which would be probably as big a win they have all season if they can get that one done at the end of the year. We'll just have to see how it all plays out. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of time between now and then. That's got the potential to be a huge game with national ramifications. Uh, but others do, too. I mean, um, you got to play Alabama early. I mean, you look at the teams right now, Tennessee's eighth, but Alabama's number nine. They've beaten number one, what is it, twice? Um, so, I mean, you're going to get them at home early in the conference season. So, you know, there's, uh, again, when you play Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Auburn, uh, those are all going to be big games, and all of those teams are good. And I think, you know, that's that's one of the things this year that is a little bit different. I think there's there's four or five teams in this league that, that, that could make a deep run when we get to March. I mean, gosh almighty, you look at the last 11 games that begin with Baylor. In that oh, yeah. uh, Big Twelve Challenge, it's you, brutal. You play. You play Look at the last three. Well, I mean, you play in your last eleven. Kentucky twice. You play Tennessee. You play Alabama, and you play Florida. All in the in the last eleven, and, and plus A and M twice in that stretch as well. And Mississippi State with their surges in that group. It is a brutal last dozen games or so. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, hey, it's going to be that way all year long. And oh. basketball's fun. Basketball's fun, and it's fun because not only are we playing against conference teams, we're we're ranked, and they are too a lot of times. And so I think that 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 makes it more exciting. So Chuck, tell us about the opponent tonight. I know you you've done some research from what we've read. Looks like an up tempo team that's going to run, come in and, and and run it, and maybe this will be a eighty plus, eighty five plus point game. You're going to hear coaches scream, get back, all night long. Uh, transition defense going to be a big deal tonight. I'll tell you, Asheville's got a guy from Tennessee that didn't play at Tennessee. And he transferred to Asheville. He's a big kid. He's like 6'10". He's a leading scorer. He averages pretty much a double-double. Uh, good shooter, can step out. Uh, he's, uh, you know, I don't know why he didn't play at Tennessee after watching him a little bit on tape for Asheville. He, he's a really good player. But they can score. They can get up and down the floor. They can do a lot of things, and I think this is probably going to be a pretty fun game to watch. One thing I know is that at V's Barbershop, they're talking about the Razorbacks. They're talking about this basketball team. They're doing it at a lot of places, frankly. But Best place to talk sports is the I know they're doing it right there. And V's Barbershop's a full-service barbershop. That's one of the reasons that so many people love them. They do much more than just provide a great haircut. I mean, this is kind of a nostalgic deal. They've got the hot leather. They've got the straight-edge razors. Uh, you're in a real barber chair, and um, they treat you that way as well. Now, it's not just, you know, guys our age. It's seniors. It's kids, and they have a wide variety of services. Again, not just a haircut. Edge-up, shampoo, facial massage, straight razor shaves. They'll trim your mustache. Deluxe beard trim. Shave your neck. Do all the stuff that... Uh, when they do it, they seem to do it better than you do. 
And I think that's the kind of service you're going to find. They've got two locations in northwest Arkansas. They're on 14th Street in Bentonville, just west of 71B. They're also in the, in the uh, Pleasant Crossing Shopping Center. If you're in central Arkansas, they're at 8204 Cantrell Road, 15400 Chennault Parkway. You can always log on to vbarbershop.com. So you mentioned Ben Bell there, Choke. Chuck, the first guy to sign as of this morning to Razorback football is Benville's own Joey Sua. Now, if I remember correctly, Joey's family moved from California. Yep. His, his mom, I believe, got a job at the home office there with Walmart. Uh-huh. Moved in. He played, I believe this was his second season with Bentonville this last year. An impressive, uh, played left tackle, so... That's a that's a good get. I, I, that's fortunate for Arkansas to have a, a player of that magnitude move into your own backyard and quickly become uh, you know quickly become a Razorback in a short amount of time because he is not one that grew up you know you know dreaming of being a hog. Mm-mm. So Sam Pittman and Cody Kennedy seem to form a relationship. He's the first one to sign. We'll keep you updated throughout the morning. I know a lot of you have been wondering, hey, who they're bringing in. Uh, right now, Arkansas recruiting-wise is 20th on 24-7 sports, according to their commits. We'll see where they actually end up. I swear fans make their opinions just as uh, one of y'all said tree-topping earlier. That's what they look at. It's just yeah. where they end up in the rankings. Well, that's why, that, that's why I say if, if things – if you're not able to flip, as you said – What'd you say? Flip some dudes, you gotta, or you what, whatever you said earlier. But flip uh, some dudes. Yeah, got to flip some dudes. You got to replace some four stars you lost with some four stars. If that doesn't happen, and the rankings slide back from where Ooh. fans think they should be, you, you know, you change the narrative by winning the game against Kansas, Chuck. You, you know, that's that's the tangible thing that people are going to watch and focus on. You can't really watch recruiting on TV. The Kansas game to me becomes more important if you don't have a good recruiting ranking to fall back on. I think it's important regardless. But, yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I, 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 I don't – I mean, you know, we're – I'm not sure where all the consternation's coming from, frankly, on the recruiting front. I, I, th- I think it's – you know, I don't – I think what happens today is going to be exactly what they think is going to happen. They're going to sign 19 out of 20, and the kid from Ashdown is going to wait till February. And um, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be a bad day. I don't think it's going to be a bad day at all. I think the – um, you know, in terms of where this team plays next, you know, how this team plays next year, um, that portal is going to have a lot more to do with that mm-hmm. than the guys they're signing today. Let's go down to Kennesaw, Georgia, where Malachi Singleton just sent in his national letter of intent. Uh, four-star quarterback, a guy out of North Cobb that you're really excited about. I know that uh, there was – I got nervous because I saw some sports writer tweeting last night that there's going to be a big quarterback uh, moving and transferring. Maybe it was that Baylor kid that you're talking yeah. about that's now looks like signing with Oregon instead of going to Baylor. Yeah, I saw that uh, earlier. So that's a big uh, defection for Baylor here on signing day. Well, so. let me let me say this about Singleton. Um, you know, we don't watch him play here. This 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 guy was rated the number six dual threat quarterback in America. All right, just to draw a comparison, KJ was ranked the number seventeen dual quarterback in America when he came out of Sardis, Mississippi. This is a good player. This is a good player, and um, I'm anxious to see what he can do here. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. He played, there was a, it was either a playoff game or a regular season game that he played through a pretty brutal injury, so I think he's going to bring a toughness factor that Sam Pittman and Kendall Bryles are excited about. I know a lot of Arkansas fans are excited. He's His mom seems to be really high on the hogs, but we'll keep you updated throughout the morning on these. Guys, I was looking at the breakdown where Arkansas is, is getting kids in this signing class. You got five guys committed from Texas, three from Alabama, three from Arkansas, three from Georgia, two from Oklahoma, 
one from Florida, one from Illinois, one from Mississippi, and one from Tennessee. I mean, is that pretty customary when you think about Arkansas recruiting classes? I think they've expanded their base a little bit. You can look at any coaching staff, and you may see some variation uh, in terms of where they recruit outside of their border states. A lot of that has to do, for example, it, it's very clear that the time that Sam Pittman spent at Georgia had an effect on him in a lot of different ways, and, and at the top of the list would be recruiting. And um, You look at you know some of the coaches that he's hired, I think about Jimmy Smith and some of the others, I mean, they're going to go into their areas. Um, but you're always going to recruit the states that are right there at your border. You're always going to recruit your own state the hardest. I think it shows that um, you know, it would be nice if our state produced more Division One players. I think the thing to look at sometimes when you get to the end of the recruiting cycle is, um, you know, look at that two-hour drive radius around the campus and look at the number of players, um, you know, that that immediate area produces. We don't produce players in that immediate area the way a lot of those states do, so we got to go to other spots. So, you know, you expand in different areas. Arkansas has tried to get into different areas over the years with varying degrees of success. Uh, but I think that this this recruiting footprint, if you want to use that term, is a reflection of the staff he's hired. Yeah, you had three from Arkansas, but you got three players from Bama, three players from Georgia, five right. from Texas. To, to your point, Chuck, 11, if I counted it upright, 11 of the 20 on this list are from bordering states. Three from Arkansas, the five from Texas, two from Oklahoma, Mississippi. Uh, that, that added up to, to 11 or basically half of what you're going to do today. And then you expand out from there. Yeah. You know, hopefully, hey, it, it's kind of like crappie fishing. Hopefully you find a little honey hole somewhere, and you're able to just mine it, <laughs> mine it, mine it. And, um, you know, sometimes that happens in, yeah. in, a, in, a, you know, in a state, three or four states away. Sometimes that happens, and you just keep getting them from there. I'd call war an in-state a honey hole, just to, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to, you know, let you know what I'm talking about right there. You need to find, you know, sometimes you get lucky, and you find a place like that out of state. But, um most of the time, it's going to be your border states. Now you just want one of them live scopes you can put in the water, and you can just know where the fish are <laughs> well, at. Well, you guys know what I'm yeah. talking about I know, I know, when I but, say that. But, you know, that, that's what we need for football. That way we know a four-star. That's what the NIL is. Star. That's your live scope. The NIL is your live scope now. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Then that uh, that We just need to get to a point with this where, they hey, they're a four-star out of uh, Kennesaw, Georgia. They ran a... Uh, a four one forty, and they got uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to come come to that school. That 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 needs to be the next thing outside of your forty speed is uh, height, weight, speed, and the dollars. That that needs to be the new NIL thing. NIL evaluation, yeah. yeah. So because uh, that's where we're at. All right, holidays are coming. Everyone's still looking for the last minute gift. I've had three or four people text and email and reach out this week about Gaston's. Including my own father. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials glass wood plastic just ask 
you can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Luke Brown out of Paris, Tennessee is also signed as of about 10 minutes ago. So, Well, Chuck, I referenced that conversation you had with Coach Pittman on his introductory press conference. What do you remember about some of those recruiting tidbits that he was so staunch on from the moment he's gotten here? Oh, I think that, you know, he's called it recruiting on steroids when they were there. And obviously, you know, whatever their system is, he was a big part of it. And he's a good recruiter himself. But it's obvious that, you know, Georgia's – I mean, they're recruiting at an elite level right now. And, hey, it's a monkey-see, monkey-do business. You know, I mean, it is in every respect, on the field, off the field, everything. You see somebody doing something well, well, hey, let's do it like they do it. And a lot of times that's a pretty good idea. But clearly that, you know, the time that he spent there had had a lot to do with his philosophy on things. Tommy, I know you're a big hashtag guy. The hashtag for this recruiting class is turn it up 23. I know you probably – you probably – whispered that to to coach Pittman months yeah, ago oh yeah. to get this going but that is the uh that's the who's going to be the next legendary Razorback is what they're uh, well then the following year could be turn it up 24 right it so. could it could be i think so with georgia original alabama held that title for a number of years and saban just basically plopped his reins on the table and said you want to win a national championship a lot of guys just committed after that it's a new era it's a new thing uh what do you think with, with Coach Pittman, with what he learned at Georgia, to with the NIL and transfer portal now, how much has he had to tinker that oh, message, think, yeah. especially right before early early national signing period like today? Well, I think the the whole thing has changed because of NIL and, and what you have to have in that obvious elephant in the room conversation. The, the things that worked even three years ago have all changed because of NIL. So um, I think coaches have, have had to tinker and – and change the the process a lot, Chuck. No doubt about it. I mean, you have to uh, you have to deal with all that now. You got to be a financial manager too. You know, you got uh, um, it's not quite like a salary pool, but I mean, you gotta you know you gotta know what you got and what you can offer, and make sure when you make that offer, you can you know you can fulfill it. Yeah, I mean, everybody tinkers with everything. Um, you know, I think about just draw an analogy to the you know interviewing for a job. Everything may be perfect. But if the money's not right, you might not be able to do it. And um, I don't know that it's that way in college recruiting, but I suspect in some cases it is. 
It could be. Now, it looks like, according to Richard, and if you didn't get a chance to listen to the latest edition of the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast, Chuck had on Richard, and then you can listen to it after the morning rush. I think 19 of the 20 guys are going to end up signing today or the next two days. Uh, Shamar Easter of Ashdown is the only one that you might be waiting on until February, which is good. We also brought this up, Tommy. We had Jason Beattie on the Orlando Signal on yesterday. He was talking about the Harris brother twins out of Lake Brantley, Florida. That could be guys that you want to keep an eye on when it comes to linebackers that you might get out of the portal. Not out of the portal, excuse me, out of high school that were originally committed to Coach Williams. Yeah, so, you know, some of those guys at UCF, we, you know, we've seen that occur many times in this recruiting process. And I think that's really when you hire someone these days, oftentimes that's the expectation. All right, coach, you got the job. Who are you bringing with you? And I don't know if that was said between Sam Pittman and Coach Williams, but I think that's the a reasonable expectation anymore, Chuck, is who can you pluck out of the portal right now? Well, whatever your focus is on recruiting, um, you know, this is the time when you do it. So, you know, if, if, if you've got a situation where they're after somebody that you think can help you, um, you know, yeah, that stuff goes on, no doubt about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's... That's part of the equation. And recruiting, you know, you you can be a great defensive coordinator if you got great players. You can chalk somebody to death, but if you don't have the horses over there, you're not going to look very good. Oh, so, yeah. uh, you know, you got to go get them. I mean, that's the name of the game. And I think you can even point to some coaches that have been dismissed and let go at places around college football that that guy played for you. You had a relationship with that guy, and you couldn't get him to come here when he was in the portal? He wouldn't come. I think – I think coaches have, have probably uh, been shown the door because of no doubt about a, it. Not well, being effective in, in it showed it towards the relationship. It, it it puts you behind the eight ball. Ooh. They think you're going to bring somebody in, and you don't. It puts you behind the eight ball. That's for sure. I mean, look, recruiting's the lifeblood. Um, you've got to do it all. You've got to do it all. That's why these guys make what they make right now. Is I mean, you've got to do everything because um, you know if your defense, be good at it. if you're you know, if your defense has a bad day, well, you know, we don't have as good of players as the other guy. Well, whose fault is that? So, uh, you know, I mean, you've you got to be full service. You got to recruit. You got to be able to dial it up when you play, and you got to develop them, and you got to be good at all that. That's why this is at elite level. That's why they do make what they make. When you get to the SEC and you're an assistant coach, you're making more money than other places, but. Boy, you're—I mean—you're on the hot seat all the time, and that's just how it works. What's got to change in the future as far as the calendar? Is it the early signing period? Is it the portal dates? Um, I think inevitably things are going to happen with NIL, but I mean, I just think about all the convergence of everything in December. Chuck, something's got to give here. I don't know. I—I um, um, I'm not sure what they're going to do. The—the the thing about all these things, you know. Things are implemented, and we say, "Oh, uh, this is this is terrible." Well, but they're already there. I mean, you know, I mean, this is uh, people wanted the early signing period. Obviously, a lot of people did. Coaches did. A lot of people wanted it, and so they got it. And sometimes, be careful what you wish for. Everybody wanted the players to get paid. Okay, they're getting paid. Um, people wanted players to have the right to transfer. Okay, they do. So, I mean, all this is. Um, all this is here, and I, you know, you can modify it here and there, but I don't know, you know, I don't know that they're ever going to get control of it. I just sound cynical, but I, I just don't know that they ever will. 
So what is the bigger issue between, is it the rapid transfer rate? Is it the NIL out of control? And they both play hand It's all hand. of it together. It's all of it together. It's, 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 it's the convergence, as, as, as Tommy said there. And, you know, we, we, we talked about this some with Richard, and others have talked about it before, too, is, you know, the portal has a lot to do with where high school kids begin their college careers. Um, you know, because you just got more guys moving from roster to roster at Division One. You can only have 85. So, you know, there are going to be some high school kids. It might be D1 players before the portal. There won't be D1 players, at least to start out. And, um, I mean, everything gets pinched when you do it like this. And that's, uh, But in terms of how, how are we going to correct it, I don't know that we are. You mentioned D1 players. Does it seem low that Arkansas is only going to sign potentially three in-state guys? I don't know. I, I probably need to look up and see what it's been the last couple of years or what it's been in the last decade or so. Does that just seem low yeah. when yeah, you hear that yeah, number? Yeah. yeah. Should be like six or seven. So think? when you look at other SEC schools, what do you think it is? What do you think LSU or Bama or what do you think these other how, – how many in-state guys do you think Lots, Lots more than we do. LSU, I bet it's a I ton. mean, look at the numbers. Just take Florida, for example. Florida is not a perfect analogy, but, you know, we expect to beat Florida. Um, look at the number of Division One athletes that, that, that these states produce and then compare it to ours, not just in football, in everything. And it's, it's just a numbers game. I mean, it's due to population. It's due to, uh, uh, you know, geographic centers. I mean, all these things play into it. But Arkansas is always, you know, we're never going to have – uh, a huge number of in-state kids. But, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, three seems a little low. I think to to go off that note, Sam, you mentioned this, I think, an hour, an hour or so ago, Chuck, that he's going outside of just Arkansas. Is that something that we're going to see more and more of with the INL, the transfer portal, and with Arkansas football not stacking up high school-wise compared to other states? Well, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that the portal is going to affect uh, the amount of high school talent that, that comes out of Arkansas. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. And, I, and, 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 you know, I don't want there to be any misunderstanding of what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying it's a focus. Hey, let's go out of state first. I, I don't. I don't think that. I, I. I don't think I've ever said anything like that. You've got to focus on your state first. I mean, you got to, you know, the ones that are good enough. You got to get out of your state first, and then you go out from there. You know, Tommy had the numbers a little bit earlier. The number of players from the border states. Arkansas has always recruited the border states. They've always had to. They always will. And again, I mean. Where you go beyond that, a lot of times, has to do with the makeup of your coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, one of Bielema's great undoings here was not focusing on Texas the way previously previous coaches had. And you mean walking into a coaches convention well, and saying, "If you don't play a fullback, we're going to kick your new you know what?" And saying, "If you don't," well, do it was a tight end that he was talking about and a fullback too. Yeah. And I mean, Bielema, hey, you know, Bielema got a lot of heat for that, but. You know, there was a lot of truth in what he said, too, because we've lamented many times how Texas high school football just turned into glorified seven-on-seven. Seven. And I and look, that's an overstatement, just like it's an overstatement to say Brett didn't recruit Texas. Well, to Chuck's point about Florida, and that's not a perfect example, Arkansas didn't have a single five-star in-state in this class. Florida has seven. I know there are some prep schools down there and stuff. You know what the number is, though, three-star or better that they have in Florida? Tell us. 247. Yeah. Arkansas had nine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what you're up against. Yeah. So repeat that. 
Florida had 247 three-star better football players in this high school class. Arkansas had nine. You only sign, you're only hopefully going to sign so, three of them. So if we go trout fishing today, guys, do we want to go to the White River, the best <laughs> trout stream in North America, or do we want to go over here to Caroline Cross Park where the state game and fish puts some trout in there once a year? Where you want to go fishing for trout? So, like, is it possible? I mean, it's, it's the same well, thing. You fish where the fish are, that's right? What, that's what I'm asking. Is it ever possible for this football t- program to have a top 10 recruiting class? I mean, realistically. Yeah, if you have a year where you've got a, a McFadden in your state that's a bona fide, certified, everybody wants him five-star, and then you get, I mean, but but the question is, can you consist, consistently be a top 15 or 20? That's the stretch. Yeah, could you have one year you sneak in in the top 10? I believe well, so, but it's just going to be the alignment of the right stars. You need a year like what you had with, you know, Mallet and Childs and mm-hmm. all those guys. You need an uncommonly good in-state class, as Arkansas had. Arkansas did not recruit. The reason that class was not more was not higher ranked than it was was because if you go back and you really analyze it, a lot of the players that they got from out of state were not all that highly thought of. And um, um, so, you know, that kind of balanced it out. You need a class where you have an uncommon in-state class and you got a bell cow in that class, ideally a quarterback, that lots of people want to play with. And, um, you know, you need uh, – uh, you, you know, I can, I can remember um, uh, was Dijon Harris, the linebacker Arkansas had from Harvey. He was a really good player. A lot of kids down there wanted to play with him, and that helped us mm-hmm. in terms of our recruiting down there. You need a bell cow kid out of your state. You need an uncommon class out of your state, and that bell cow has got to help you recruit, help you recruit out of state and through the portal better than you ever have before. I believe Kane Archer may be that kid. He's down at Might Greenwood. He's, he's going to be a sophomore next year, and the, and the re, he's a, he's Considered the number one quarterback in his class. Now, that's a ways out, but he's played a lot of this travel ball, and I'm 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 fairly familiar with this situation. He's went all over the country playing ball as an eight, nine, ten, eleven year old, and you say, well, what does that matter? Well, he's developed relationships with all of these other top shelf kids that are in his group, his class. He knows them all. They know him. So you need something like what you're talking about, where. Everybody wants to draw in and play with that one right. guy, and he's spo- he's if everything pans out, he could certainly be that one guy in a few years. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got to find a guy like that. Yep. I mean, you got to find someone that uh, kids all over the country want to play with. It's not easy to do, but no, it's not easy and, to do, and and a lot of it's luck. Yeah. A lot of it's luck. So I, I was looking this up. Walker White's going to be a senior at Little Rock Christian. He's a four-star quarterback. I don't know who the one is going to be in, in 2020. I guess that would be 2025. But Kane will be a 2026 kid. Yeah, but, so, but his connections are going to be all the great out-of-state yeah. players. And that's what Chuck's talking about. you got to, you know... You to be in someone, the top ten, that's what yeah. you've got to do. Someone to be in the top a, ten. Yeah, get a kid from Texas or Kansas City or Florida or Georgia or wherever. You know, hey, I want to play with him, you know. Well, the one thing that I will say again, and I know recruiting rankings are important because it's the only way we have to keep score, but um, I like to see those re-ranks a couple of years down the road. Uh, That tells you whether these guys really know what they're doing or not. You know, so, I I mean, we'll just see. But I I don't dislike where Arkansas is today. Let's talk about money for just a second, guys. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the Mach 1 Market Moment podcast. It's really good. Uh, Christmas shopping is kind of the theme right now and inflation and what that's had to do with uh, you know how it's all come together. 
during this holiday shopping season. A lot of people have cut back, including millionaires. Uh, you can check out the latest episode of the Mach 1 Market Moment, Local Financial Professionals Weigh In. Now, you can go to Mach1FG.com. That's Mach, M-A-C-H, the number one, F-G, Mach1FG.com. And uh, I promise you, you'll learn a lot. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. They're located in Bentonville, Arkansas. For full disclosures, visit Mach1Financial.com slash disclosures. I do want to ask Chuck at some point about Jalen Hurts' injury and the impact on not just this weekend but the playoffs. But first, I want to take Cody and Ben Bill's call. Cody, go ahead, man. You're on the morning rush. Hey, good morning, guys. How are y'all doing? Good, man. Doing well. Good, good. Hey, guys, uh, I've kind of had a little bit of a, I don't know, growing up moment, I guess you can say. I called in couple weeks ago and thinking about how Arkansas could stay relevant, thinking outside the box. Man, for the first time in my life, I've kind of sat back and I've looked at things and I've chased money. I've worked hard, um, done those things. And for the first time, I'm seeing what money can really do to something that's really great and pure. You know, you read in the Bible about money being the root of all evil. I mean, it, it's ruining college football. And looking at Sam Pittman's face, he's a good guy and he's I mean, my heart goes out. I feel bad for him, man. And I know this sounds dramatic and everything, but he looked rough to me. He was really rough. Um, it was starting to look like it's taxing on him and everything like that's happening. My only thing as far as all this goes is I wonder how much money we paid our basketball players to get the five stars we got. I know Musselman's a great coach to get recruiting going, but at some point is it just not realistic for our football cr- uh, program to compete? You've got 11 players on both sides of the ball. I mean, it's just a situation where we're not going to have the money to ever be relevant. And maybe it is okay for us to, just to be like a six to eight win team a season. Maybe that's what it is. You know, and then every now and then, like you were saying, Chuck, we get a class like Mallet had and Childs and all them. Maybe that's every once in a while. Maybe that's something we just need to accept. But the way it is right now, you're going to have to put a money limit across the board for every school for there to be fair competition. And in America, really, you're not supposed to do that, so you can do whatever you want to do. But, I mean, that's that's the only answer. I don't know what else you can do. But at this point, if they don't do something, this is out of control. I mean, it's insane. Like, I literally feel sorry for Sam Pittman. I'm going to feel sorry for whoever takes over Mississippi State. I feel sorry for all those other programs like that. You know, I, there's just nothing you can do, guys. And I really appreciate y'all's time. And uh, I'm just going to support the Hogs going forward. Just hopefully we can be, we can compete at a high level. That's all I want to see. See them compete, play a good game on the field, and be well coached. That's all we can do at this point. But I appreciate all the time. Yeah, that, those are all interesting points, and 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 the spirit in which you say that, I, I I agree with that. I don't think it's going to ruin college football, though. Um, I still think college sports is going to be, it's certainly going to be different, but. You know, the reality is all these things are happening and money's entering the picture the way it has because it's enormously popular. And the reason there's all this money to throw around is because people are excited about it. There's television money. People watch it. Uh, This is as close to professional sports as you're going to get without, you know, losing all, you know, all hope of a collegiate ideal. Um, But, I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is the highest level. I don't think it's going to ruin it. I think it's going to continue to be great entertainment. I just think that there's going to be a different way of understanding what's going on. And a lot of the things that we've always thought went into building a football program, 
They're all going to be important, but they're going to my money sometimes too. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.